Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, Stun. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Lacrosse and Wrestling Entertainment Podcast presented by Clovercrest Media is what you AEW fans have been looking for. Noah Cross and Tyler Bard give their take on every week's episode of Dynamite. If you are a massive AEW fan, then it is time to join us every Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Stay Crossum. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwing Jabs Podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined as always by my man Joe Aguirre and Jared Jones. We got a lot to talk about. Let's kick things off with the recap of last week's big fight. Ryan Garcia knocks out Luke Campbell in the seventh round via TKO. Jared, what did you think of that fight? Yeah, you know... I got to say that I thought uh, during it and after it, a lot of the things that I thought before it, uh, a lot of the things that I said on the show were right. I talked about the Tank Davis fight. I heard other people on the internet compare the two fights afterward. Um, I called the round. Um, That being said, I saw some things I didn't think I would see that I liked in Ryan Garcia responded like a champion to being knocked down. He uh, he walked over at the end of the fight and said, I learned a lot from this. I've never been knocked down before, you know, and thanked Luke Campbell. And um, and then I saw some things with his chin out in the air and those looping punches Joe was talking about that. I have to say I, I didn't really like. So um I saw I saw some things on both sides for Ryan Garcia, some things I liked and some things I didn't like that I didn't really expect. But um the 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 inner workings of this fight are what I expected. We got what I said we were gonna get. And uh I bet Joe 10 to 1 push-ups odds. And I, I have to admit, I was really nervous early in the fight when when my guy went down. I had ten to one. I don't know, man. That's <laughs> those are big odds. Um, yeah. Listen, I think we were both really right about this fight. And and look, fortunately, Ryan Garcia and, and I was. This is what I'm talking about when I when I when I really evaluate a guy is what does he say post fight? And I that was my first question to you guys was uh, that night was. Anybody hear the post fight yet? I'd love to hear what he has to say. Because if you're going to come out here and, and be a clown and be like, ah, man, he got lucky in the second of night. No, you didn't. Um, I'm glad that he walked away with the recognition that there's some things that need to be fixed. Uh, Jared, I was just talking to uh, Jace before the, the show just started. Um, think, think Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey uh, and the way Holly kept tagging her with that left. That's footwork. That's keeping your foot out outside instead of uh, or inside rather than outside against the lefty. Um, Garcia's five eleven. He likes to fight in the pocket and give up that reach advantage with his chin up. Again, you're asking to be punched in the face. I told you I was. I thought Campbell could win. Two things gave me concern. Number one, he's not elite. Luke Campbell's a very very good fighter. Not elite. An elite fighter. I think knocks Garcia out in the second round. That's, I think, the biggest concern uh, for Ryan Garcia. If he was fighting a, a Josh Taylor, a Lomachenko, a Bud, T- he's out. He's out cold in the second. I'm, I'm. Are you sure he's not knocking those guys out? Listen, this is what I saw at Ryan Garcia. Um, this it's like the Justin Gagey of boxing. This guy got after it. He was throwing big shots and was willing to take the sacrifice and make the. May, may take the risk of going in and perhaps getting caught and he got clipped. It's funny. I thought he was he, much, much more technically sound. And I believe that those guys probably outwork him and outbox him. But 
just like Tank Davis, when those guys are willing to throw those big shots, don't bet money on that fight. I like Ryan Garcia. I'm guessing you guys probably like Tank Davis. But don't don't anybody put money on that fight because the wrong punch ends the fight for either yep. guy. Gar- Garcia reminds me a lot of Amir Khan. Um, again, flat-footed, okay. flat-footed, chin-up. Um, again, and this is what I'm saying. Look, I like Ryan Garcia. I, I think he's a great fighter. I'm glad he took some. I, I'm glad he took some positives away from the second and didn't try to wipe that away. Didn't try to act like that. That there's not an issue. To hear him talk about knocking out Tank Davis in the second makes me laugh because, like I said, he barely survived the second himself. Don't don't talk crazy. Learn your lesson. Go out there. Take care of business. Talk smack after the fight. Take Tank Davis out and tell me how great you are when the fight's over, and I'll be way more impressed. All right. I I think he can do that. I I bet you he can. And again, Jared, for him to walk away saying, I got some work to do, I I saw some flaws, I feel good about him then. Then that tells me he's going to go to the gym, they're going to point out the things he's doing wrong, and he's going to fix those things. And maybe he can knock out Tank in the second. But if he takes guys in his camp that can do it, if he does to Luke Campbell, if he if he does the same thing footwork wise against Tank Davis, no chance he will get knocked out, and he, his only hope will be that he lands one before Tank does. But at his age, don't you think that at his age, taking the kind of fights that we're talking about, that he's still capable, his plasticity is still there enough to be able to make these adjustments? I of still course. like a lot what I see. I hear what oh, I yeah. want to hear from him. I see what I want to see from him. We realized right now that there's more growth that needs to be that needs to take place for him. That there's definite areas that can be exposed by some of those greater fighters you just mentioned. But this is at hit at this spot. It's it's what I want to see more than Tank Davis. Tank Davis has been talking talking about it and talking about it. And this guy this guy wants those fights. I like Garcia better than I like Tank Davis as a person. Um. As a fighter, I think head to head again, Tank being a lefty, I would be again, based off of what just happened, I'm concerned. Go into the gym for a few months, straighten that out. Tell me you straightened it out, and I would probably take Garcia over Davis. But if I'm going to see the same one I saw uh, Saturday night, I would have to go with Tank. I would. Well, and pri- prior to the knockdown, I said because that's boxing one hundred and one. That left hander, you're you're fighting for that outside foot. When a when a when a conventional's fighting a southpaw, whoever has that front foot on the outside has the yep. advantage because your your power your your power has further to go. So it's gathering a little bit more momentum on its way to your target. So that gives you the the leverage advantage when you have that foot on the outside. Garcia was fighting like he didn't know that prior to the knockdown. I'm texting you guys like, oh, my God, do you see his foot? This is what he's supposed to be doing, because you see those guys stepping on each other's feet all the time. Yeah. And what, there, there's never just a guy giving that away and saying, you can have that. I'm going to win anyways. That's what he did. But that's that's a boxing. No, no, man. You got to fight for that for that outside foot. Yeah, I, I get that. The thing, I, I love Ryan Garcia. Like I said multiple times, I'm vain. He has my same last name, so I'm going to root for him. But this is like he said a lot. He's done a lot of good things. He's also done a lot of bad things. I don't like him training with the Paul brothers. Um, I, I know he's got Canelo's uh, same trainer, which, uh, I mean, the past couple fights, Joe and I were talking about it. Hasn't looked too, too great for Canelo, so I don't know where that's going. Uh, I do think – I like Ryan Garcia has so much potential. He just needs to sure up the people around him, I think, because he – I mean, he isn't as crazy as Tank Davis as far as the people around him, pulling him, making him talk all this smack. But as far as just the art of boxing, I feel like the people around him are taken away from that. Do you agree, Jared? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um you can only get caught up in so much of this this hype, this uh, Apollo Creed stuff before you run into Adolph Lundgren. I totally agree. Um, I think that most of these guys would be better served just putting their phones down and getting off of the as fighters. 
But hey, it's the same thing I keep saying that 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 that's that's a thing of the past. That go off into the woods and do your training camp by yourself and focus in and leave your wife for, for 10 weeks. And I mean, guys still go off to training camp, but the idea that you're totally going to remove yourself from social media handicaps you as an athlete, especially in the fight game, in ways that it never has in the past. You need that, like I said, an honest trainer in today's fight game would walk in and say, you're the best, you do the most push-ups, you got the best jump rope work in the whole gym, your pad work is on point, you're the best bar, you got the potential to be a future champion physically, but what does your Snapchat look like? How big is your following on Facebook and Instagram? Because that's going to be important too. We're going further and further toward that, and we have to be honest about it, or we're no, going to let... No. Or we're going to let these guys control the narrative and people are going to think the Paul brothers no. are the greatest fucking fighters in the world. Excuse me. You're right. But um, I, I want to correct you because them social media, taking away from social media doesn't take away from their athleticism and them being an athlete. It takes away from the promotion and selling the fight. I mean, who's number one pound for pound right now? Bud Crawford. And he, he, he isn't a big presence on social media. He's still a hell of an athlete. Still the best well, fighter in the world. you make that trade. Yeah, you make that trade. There's 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 theories about this that go into your social life and your uh, success in life are directly going to reflect off of one another. That how that that the more concerned you are with how other how you fit in with other people, the less you're really going to thrive. You know, a lot of loners went a long way, stuck in a basement 20 years and had this great idea that was able to flourish because of that by themselveness. Yes, the more they are able to stay away from that stuff, the better fighter they will be. The more we keep our kids away from technology, the better thinkers they will be. True, right? But if we keep them away from technology completely, they won't be able to apply for a job by the time they're able to do it. So what are we really gaining them by keeping them away from technology? When it becomes so globalized that they need it to be successful in that profession, they're going to have to learn it. So yes, the answer to your question is absolutely. They get away from all of that shit. They will perform better in their fights. But can they and be successful as at what they're doing? Bo Crawford is a perfect example. All right. All right. Now, let's move on from the recap to a fight announcement. We got a fight. It was originally dis scheduled for that December card that ended up being Figueredo versus Moreno. Jan versus Alger Peter Jan versus Algermain Sterling rescheduled for UFC 259 in March. Jared, I know you were disappointed when that this fight got called off. What do you expect from uh, this fight in March? That girl's boring. She makes my Peter Yan versus <laughs> Aljamain Sterling. Um, I think I'm taking Yan. Uh, ah, man, yeah, I was disappointed, man, because this is going to be a great fight. It's so it's so tough to try to figure out who's going to win this fight. You know, styles make fight, and and it and it these get when these guys clash. I man, I usually I usually have a pretty good idea what I think is going to happen. Um, this is another one you don't want to bet on, Joe. You got a you got a you got a dog in this fight. Uh, I tell you what, I got uh, you know, we're going to be talking about uh our our fighters of the year. I got Peter Yan on my short list. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think this guy's got more tools in his arsenal than the average bear. Um, and, and he's got to me, uh, if he beats Sterling and I, and I feel like he will, um, he's got a lot of good fights and I feel like they're all really winnable, whether it be Sanhagen or Aldo or, uh, Marias. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys in there. And, and as I was really evaluating Peter Jan, I thought this could very well be his year. I think my man is, is, is uniquely and primely positioned uh, to make a nice run this year in that division. Uh, I think he does beat Al Jermaine Sterling, and I think he then steamrolls this division uh, for all of 2021. I'm going to take the opposite side of the fence. Uh, Ho Jose Aldo, past his prime, 
uh, Uriah Faber, John Dodson, Jimmy Rivera. The only person, and all those were from 2019 to now. Those are uh, Peter John's last four fights. The only name that really like breaks out of me is like a legit contender, a legit. I mean, Aldo, Aldo's good. But is he? He's not the Aldo since he was knocked out by Conor McGregor. He's just not that same Aldo. And then Faber took a bunch of time off, came back, got a win, and then just got demolished by Peter Yan. Jimmy Rivera is a tough guy, but he he's just that gatekeeper. He can't get to that upper echelon. And then John Dodson. I mean, he, he's good. He's flashy, but he he's a he's a prelim guy. Peter Yan. I mean, Aljo has done great stuff. He's Fought everyone in the bantamweight division. The only four guys that Peterion is the only notable guys are those last four fights. I, I like Algermain to make this a tough fight, and I, I think this goes to decision. I think this is, I mean, we're we're going to be talking about fighter of the year coming up. I think this is a fight of the year for 2020, possible. Mm. This is going to be a good fight, and I'm excited for it. Jan beat everybody, or can beat everybody in that division as far as i'm concerned again i just look at look at the tools in the guys in the guys toolbox they're immense and again that's that's nothing to to take away nothing away from aldermaine sterling very good fighter in his own right i just think jan's the guy i think that's the guy in that division um a lot of the guys in that division uh like aldo have kind of passed their prime as you as you just sort of alluded to so i feel like uh Really, whichever guy wins this fight puts himself in the driver's seat uh, at least through 2021 and, and probably into 2022 and beyond. The, if this division wants to take off and flourish, I think these two are the best bet, and this needs to be like a trilogy or something to make this division at, up there with the heavyweights, lightweights, welterweights, all that. I don't think we can say that yet, though. I think, I like, know. you got you to gotta see – well, they're low. Okay, so we walk in and 27 seconds in, Jan knock, knocks out Sterling, and we need it. We need two more. No, I, I'm not. I'm just saying this has the potential. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, I'm not right, saying right, it's right. going yeah, to happen. Yeah, he never, I, I just said it was great. No, no. It couldn't be a fight of the Did year. you think we I mean, wanted yeah. a trilogy this year? <laughs> right now. Just have him no. fight three times. Every four right months, now. you and me, winner gets a year. <laughs> I would yeah, let, let me ask you something. If somebody did that, would that be the worst thing in the world? If you got two big guys, two big names, and they were like, We're gonna fight three times every four months, there will be a fight. Winner takes the year. This year, yeah. No, I like well, that. Yes, because of injuries and all of the stuff that comes up that makes fights not happen, you know. And then you get a guy gets again twenty seven seconds total in the first two fights, and we need a third one. Who want like the like, you know you're gonna breach the contract? We're, I'm two and zero, and I have other stuff to do now. Um, that being said, I agree with now that I understand better. I agree with what both of you are saying. Joe's saying the winner of this, whoever wins this beef, is the best by a long way in that weight class. And Jace is saying they could it could end up being each other. For a long time to come, and yep. I agree with both of those things. Absolutely, this is this is one to watch. Keep an eye on these guys. Speaking of people to keep an eye on to watch for, we got no fights this weekend, so let's get into a big who you got fighter of the year 2021 draft. So I broke it down. There are going to be eight rounds: three rounds just boxing, three rounds MMA, and two wild card rounds. We each draft our team due to a random selection. Joe got the first pick, then Jared, then myself. So now, starting off with the first of the three MMA picks, Joe, who is your first overall pick? First, let me just tell you what my strategy was here uh, in hopes that I wouldn't have too many repeats with you guys. I left off all Mexican fighters and anybody with a sob backstory. Oh. Felt like, I felt, felt that was the way to go. Um, if, if you're not Mexican and you have two parents, then you're probably not on my list. Um, that's the route I take. That said, 
I will announce my first pick in the draft. Uh, his name is Stipe Myocic. Uh, he's got his rematch with Francis Ngannou. Uh, could be fighting John Jones. He's talked about retiring. Um, I think if he has an undefeated year um, and he retires, he goes out as the greatest heavyweight of all time in undisputed fashion. I'm going to ride Stipe this year. Okay. Jared? I love my guy on the board, Figueredo. All day. I think this is I think he's got good fights, but nobody that can beat him. Which is enough. He 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 wants to fight every weekend. He ought to be able to pack three or four fights in. I think he wins them all. It's a no-brainer for me. That's Figueredo. So you have Figueredo winning back to back fighter of the year? That's what you how think? You, how you Figueredo? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, I'm actually surprised. You went steep, A Joe. Yep. Then I'm going to take your boy. He's going to go up to light heavyweight and he's going to uh, become champ, yeah. champ. And th- th- I- I'm surprised I got him at third. I'm going to take Israel Adesanya. Let's go. That's go. great. That's a that's a nice pick for you. Um, I think he's in trouble this year. I think this could be the year where uh, uh, we we find uh, some of the kinks in the armor, so to speak, with uh, Israel Adesanya. So you take him. Um, meanwhile, I'm going to take Justin Gaethje uh, because now that Khabib's retired and I'm certain never coming back, I don't think anybody in that division can beat Justin, including Conor McGregor, especially Poirier. Name a guy. They ain't beating Gaethje. The human highlight reel is to me a strong candidate for fighter of the year. All right. Um you know, I think she can. And that's it. If she can beat Noons, Valentina Shevchenko. Because <laughs> <laughs> for all the Joe, tell him why. Tell him why, Joe. You go ahead. Cause I because she's a warrior. First of all, do yourself a favor if you don't know enough about Valentina Shevchenko. Don't even. I'm not gonna say watch her videos of her fighting. Oh. Watch the dancing videos. Um, you'll fall in love. <laughs> or even better, she's a weapons expert. Check out this beautiful Russian um, femme fatale sitting there. Pop, 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 pow. Uh, she's like a she's like a dream woman. She's also a, very well could be the best fighter in the sport, regardless of gender. Um, the last time she fought Amanda Nunes, well, you could argue uh, she gave the champ all she could in the first fight. I thought she won that second fight. Nunes clearly wanted no part of her in the second fight and seemingly doesn't want a third. I think that's a great fight for the women's game. Um, again, it could be either a passing of the torch or it cements the legacy of Amanda Nunes, but... If I had to put my money on it, and I love Nunes so much, she's so great. I do think Shevchenko's figured her out, and I do think she could beat her. But I don't think if Nunes wins, I don't think it's enough for her to get Fighter of the Year. So I took, I guess you that. know, outside of who I think would win that fight, I think if Shevchenko can win, it's enough for you know that that. And again, far and away the best. You win that fight. Who who's the next fight? Well, I Who think we're bringing she, in next. I think she's looking at Andrage as uh, another opponent. I think that's her next opponent. Actually, is going to be Andrage. Yeah. Um, okay. Either one of those girls beats her, though. And Whaley. Um, oh god, uh, she's a monster too. Sure. Don't give sure. away my next pick. But yeah, that's everything I was going to say. Okay, Shevchenko. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Thanks. Jeff. All right. I mean, I, I was going to pick Shevchenko here, so. Everybody was at their Shevchenko pick, apparently. I love it. Wow, I got Figueredo and Shevchenko, though. I'm feeling pretty good. So I'm going to take my second favorite female MMA fighter. Not from the UFC. Kayla Harrison. The former Olympian judoka. The PFL and uh, what's it? Invicta's. I don't think she's champion yet, but she is a beast. She just ragdolls women. And I'm taking Kayla Harrison, the first non-UFC Your kids know her, Joe. Your kids know her. Yeah. Did you know your kids know who that is? Of course. Kayla Harrison? So sad. She did did an Impractical Jokers episode. Yes. 
Yeah, that's the only reason I know who we're talking. That's the only reason. The only reason I know who you're talking about. That's insane. I appreciate you taking that garbage because you did set me up for uh, Kamaru Usman, uh, who's already beaten, already beaten Covington, uh, Woodley, Masvidal, whoever, whoever is lined up is gonna lose to this guy. I think he's very much got to be in the conversation for Fighter of the Year. All right, Jared. Uh, yeah, last pick is uh, Zhang Welly. I think if 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 uh, Shevchenko doesn't, she will. And I think that little three pack you've got, man, like some, something's gonna come out. There is a monster coming out of that. If you saw dominate and Jacek was, and then what happened toward the end, and I mean these girls, these girls are monsters, man. And I, I it's hard to see somebody racking up those those type of wins aside from. Ah, you know what? Can I change my pick? That wasn't yeah, my final ahead. answer. Give me Peter Young. Okay. Me honest. You're going Peter Young? All right. Okay. And I am going to pick who I think is going to be the strawweight champion by the end of the year. And it's not going to be Whaley's Young. It's going to be Tatiana Suarez. This lady's a beast. A beast. Can she make weight? She can make weight. She's been See, injured liked, for a I while. Suarez. But for She's fighter of the year, Jace. This is going to be a breakout year. She's going to come in. She's going to steamroll everyone, get the belt. And that's fighter of the year right there. Kayla Harrison. Kayla and, Harrison, Tatiana Suarez. And, and Tatiana Suarez. And Israel Adesanya. I don't do the SpongeBob Square picks, Jared. I don't. I'm, uh, <laughs> or good ones. <laughs> no, these are all good ones. You'll see. You'll see. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, Kayla Harrison. It looked like Murr was giving her trouble for a second or two there, man. I don't. I, no, I'm. I, she's serious. To be honest, that's that's the only person outside of the uh, of the big uh, groups that I that I took a look at. Could she come in and steamroll everybody? And Suarez, dude, she's big for that weight class. But if she can make weight. I don't know. I'd have a tendency to agree with you. Maybe she wins three or four fights and gets a title fight by the end of the year, and who knows? But uh, that, that'd be a long list if I'm building fighters to get to Tatiana Suarez where I'm putting together stories for fighter of the year. No, I, I got the picks, and these are going to win. I like it. But, Joe, kick us off. Who is your first pick in boxing? Bud Crawford, this is a no-brainer. Thank you. You could just give me the award now. I think this is Bud's year to shine. There's not a person in his division under or over him who's even in his class. I think he beat Spence, Thurman, Pacquiao, Porter. Pick a guy. Pick a guy, and Bud's going to destroy him, tear him apart, uh, and teach him a lesson. I think this is the year where all boxing fans, all fight fans, screw the Paul brothers, learn Terrence Crawford's name. Say his name. Bud Crawford, baby. All right. I like it. Jared? Yeah, no, I like it a lot. Um, this has got to be... Uh, oh, I just drew a blank. Oh, that's what I want, is a guy named uh, Lomachenko. I think he beats uh, Lopez in the rematch which is enough to catapult him a little bit. And then there are huge fights. He gets, uh, let's say he gets uh, Garcia after he beats Davis. Can you imagine he comes back and says, even though those are his only two fights of the year, I beat Ryan Garcia and I beat Lopez in the rematch. That's a fighter of the year candidate all day. I think he's perfectly capable of doing both of those things. And uh, that's who I'll take. Give me Loma. Oh, give okay. The, give me the underdog pick there. All right. Uh, I, I figured you'd go this way, Jared, but I'll, I'll take her. I'm going Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor. No one's going to beat Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor's just going to dominate all the women. This is my SpongeBob Square pick. Joe? Oh, good. Tyson Fury. Oh, my God. Dude, if you would have told me going into this, I was going to get Tyson Fury and Bud Crawford, I would have been like, who am I picking with, Jace? <laughs> um, I'm just playing, brother. Uh, I think Tyson Fury absolutely dominates this division. He's better than Joshua. He's already in Anthony with Joshua's head. He's going to outwork him. He's going to, uh, I mean, 
I'm telling you, he wins this. Uh, there, there, there's put it to you like this. He's he's gonna win the fight the way Klitschko uh won the fight. Uh he'll beat Wilder, he'll beat Dylan White. I mean, again, I, I think we know Tyson Tyson Fury took Deontay Wilder's best punch and yeah. laid down flat, and it worked for about seven seconds. I don't think anybody can beat Tyson Fury, plain and simple. And this is the year where uh, I think he continues to set himself apart uh, from all these other guys we've been hooping and hollering about the last couple of years. All right, Jared? I'm not going to take the guy I like next because you're not going to pick him. So give me Inouye. Okay. I don't see anybody down there beating this kid. He's more and more becoming a household name. He's fighting the best guys, and he's going to keep knocking them out. This is this is one of those Darchinian, uh, Hawaiian punch-type kids that, man, explosive in a smaller weight class. This kid's a killer. All right, I think and- in a way, you make good points. Hey, he's the GOAT in a way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um. I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off Joe. The biggest fight to make in 2021 is going to be Fury versus Joshua. And I I said it before, I I thought we had a rock paper scissors whole thing in the heavyweight division. I like the way Anthony Joshua matches up with Fury. I like Fury more as a fighter. But just because Joe took Fury, I'm going to take Anthony Joshua cuz if he wins that fight and I think he can win that fight, that's a fighter of the year. Uh, are you taking Anthony Joshua because Anthony Johnson's not available? Oh my God! <laughs> oh, well, stay tuned for my wild card. Unbelievable! Picks, so. so thank you for. I mean, so I obviously boxing is. It, it, I've got this because my last pick's name is Josh Taylor. Come on, come on! Are you guys? Whoa! I'll take all these SpongeBob Square picks if I must. <laughs> uh, again, Josh Taylor. Who's gonna beat Josh Taylor? I mean, the, I think the only guy legit I think could beat him is a Bud Crawford. Nobody else. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to ride with me on this one, boys and girls. Jose Ramirez? He'll beat Ramirez. I believe you. I believe yeah, he'll you. beat Ramirez. Uh, he'll beat uh, Postal. He'll beat Perot. I mean, he, uh, there's, nobody that, there's nobody I don't think that he can absolutely do. He's a great fighter. Again, I think this is could be the year where America sees who is this guy? How do I not know about him? This is this could be his year if Bud doesn't completely own and dominate it or Fury. God, my picks look amazing. So this is uh yeah, this would have been one of my first picks, but I don't think you guys were gonna take it. Um I'm surprised I'm a little bit surprised nobody said Yusick if he could stay healthy. I think he's one of the best boxers on the planet, but um but the guy I like, if he can get the Canelo fight, he will win the Canelo fight. Arthur oh, Baturbian. Yeah. Nobody's beating that guy. Nobody is beating that guy. Not in that way. Unless he goes up to heavyweight, which he just isn't big enough. Nobody's beating that guy. If he can just get a few big fights, he'll win by knockout. Mm-hmm. That's that's the monster. Real that's quick, real quick. You know, I strongly considered Usyk. I just don't love him as a heavyweight. Yeah, same if thing. He, if he dropped, he would totally have been on my list. But where he is now, I, I don't like it. Well, it's the only, only reason I left him off. Yeah, I love that pick though, Jared. He was on my short list here of uh, oh, cool. of oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. It, uh, he might have been a wild card pick of mine now that you've, you've ruined it. So thank you. <laughs> all right. All right. And to round off the boxers, Joe, what was your, what was you, what was the notes you said at the beginning? The people you weren't going to pick to stay away from. So we didn't know. Uh, yeah. No Mexican fighters and nobody with a sob backstory. All right, I'm taking Canelo. Let's go. Yes, Canelo. Uh, you can have him. <laughs> Madison Miranda. <laughs> Oh no! <sighs> look up, hey, look up, Baxter. Look up, Edison Miranda. Next time you have a chance, that's the. This is a guy like abandoned by his family and decides, you know what? I'm gonna find oh, my mom and travels that. across like four countries 
walking to find his mom who then kicks him back out of the mind you he was like six or seven eating road he had like this system to figure out if roadkill had been there too long or whether he could still it anyways edison miranda is one of those backstories you're talking about it's worth looking up if you like the sob stories and he's my wild card pick just because you know i think he's like 51 but um but yeah anything can happen he, he's a comeback story for the ages i love it of course he is <laughs> give me, give me oh. gary sanchez <laughs> Are you taking Gary with your wildcard pick, Joe? Ah, <laughs> uh, is it my time for wildcard pick now? Yep, we're getting in the wildcards now. Well, give me my man Charles Oliveira. I mean, is really? there anybody hotter in the sport now than that? Now you're a fan. Yes, you took yes. my wildcard pick. Now you're a fan. <laughs> I am now. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. Jace, Good pick. Jace, 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 you got to hook me up, brother. You got to hook me up with a clip of that shit he just said. That conversation that we just had with a back to back of what he said before Charles Oliveira's last fight about having A fights and being the guy who gives up. And anybody with a little determination who packed a lunch is going to kick his ass. And then. Splice it in with him calling him the wild card fighter. Yeah, you ready? Me? Ready? Ah. Can I t can I tell you what I wrote? I wrote always a dangerous fight for anybody. Possesses elite skills, not an elite heart. That's what I said. Oh well, I'll tell you, I got okay. He's dangerous. He's dangerous. He could win some fights. He's exciting. He's he's style points galore. You're just giving I, Jace more material here. <laughs> I I do worry, you know, in a Justin Gaethje fight. Come on, dead. No chance. Oh, yeah. Walk no chance. Him, I think. A hundred percent. But, dude, the way the way this guy moves, the way this guy fights, he's 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 like to me, he's like striker. He's Uriah oh, Hall bro. without all the losses. You know what I mean? He's exciting. Yeah. He's he's got he's got he's got the skill set. Again, and I and I, I I do like Charles Oliveira. Don't get me wrong. And I what I said about him last week, I stand by. I've seen it happen too many times. <laughs> I've seen him tap quick too many times to to say, look, this isn't a skill set. It's a mindset, and that mindset is a little bit on the weaker side. Maybe winning eight in a row, man. Maybe it's clicking for him now. I hope so. I'm banking on it. He's my wild card. All right, Jared, who's your wild card? I think he just explained that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sure was. Um, well, I'll take Wally here then. UFC okay. female. She's uh, she's badass. Like I said, there's, there's a couple there. I don't think with Nunez, her, or Shevchenko, you can go wrong. You know, one of those three will be a nominee on the short list for Fighter of the Year next year. No, no doubt. So, I've got two out of three of them somewhere on my list there. Okay, I'll take it. All right, all right. And for me, my wild card coming way out of left field. It's a wild card for a reason. Screw boxing. Screw MMA. Rico Van Hooven. What you know about Rico Van Hooven? The heavyweight champ in glory. This dude's a beast. Knocks people out senseless in the kickboxing ring. He's flirted a little bit about hopping over. I know he wants to take a fight with Alistair over him at some point. I know he's teased that. I'm taking Rico Van, Van Hooven. Fighter of the year. Let's go. Can I take a cartoon character here? Can I take Popeye for the win? Are you are you serious? Yeah. That's really Look what up Rico Van Hooven. Just because you don't know kickboxing. What in the world? Just because you don't know kickboxing. Just because you don't know There's kickboxing. There's a better chance I'll be fighter of the year than he will. Better what? chance I win it. Oh, You're out of your mind. Dude. Don't know oh. kickboxing doesn't make that a bad yeah. pick. Oh. Joe, what's your oh. second wild card, Joe? 
You want to know my second one? You tell me who my wild card is. <laughs> Who's my wild card? Tell me who my second dude, one is. The dude in the White House with the with the Chewbacca outfit in the orange. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Chewbacca bikini guy. That's my guy. You got him. How I'll tell I you who my took my picture. <laughs> I cannot believe. I cannot believe that you guys. I mean, I, everybody I wanted, I've been able to take. I thought, oh boy, I hope by the time I get to my wild card, I haven't <laughs> Marvin Vittori. Okay, I like that. Uh yeah. Like I said, he's gonna get his shot on Israel Adesanya, and he's gonna beat a whole bunch of people up before he gets there. And he's definitely gonna put himself in position. He obviously got to beat Israel. Uh easier said than done. Like I said, if you watch their first fight, boy, boy, you could make the argument he already beat him. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if he does get a rematch. But he's one of those guys, again, where I feel like not enough people know about him. Um, again, could beat anybody. I, I definitely think, uh, given another shot at Adesanya, that uh, he's going he's gonna to do the impossible. I doubt it. Dude, what's your second? <laughs> oh, I don't know, dude. I mean, I could see, I could see oh, <laughs> if uh, Adesanya. I like the way I make that impassioned argument. I, 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 I don't think so. Yeah, fair enough. That's that's why we do a show. Yeah. I mean, if Adesanya beats Blackowitz, who's to say he doesn't just stay at light heavyweight? I don't think he's going to win. <laughs> yeah. I think he also might not not like how he feels the next day. Uh, fighting, fighting a little bit bigger. I'm telling you, I, it doesn't make sense. I, I think, I think a lot of this is more. Again, and I said this last week. I think a lot of this is more just people flapping gums. These guys don't want to. Again, if any of these guys really wanted to fight each other, if John Jones wanted Steve Bay tomorrow, Dana would make it happen. If Israel and John really wanted to fight, they would have already made it. Why wouldn't you? There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of posturing. We understand, I think, one thing right now. It's how much people value their record, especially if you're undefeated. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to be a lot more protective of the chances that you take. Well, and that's the problem I have with you guys talking about Paul Brothers and being so upset with controlling the narrative when, to me, it's been obvious we've been controlling the narrative in these games for quite some time. We're just short of WWE controlling the narrative at this point. Most of the time, we yeah. know who's going to win. Katie Taylor's odds were like 25 to 1. I put 50 bucks on it. Made $2. Don't spend that all in one place. Made $2. <laughs> oh. All right. No, but I mean, come on. Come on. That's, a, that's a joke, obviously, but come on. Yeah. We're, you know. I get what you're saying. I want the best fighters, dude. I want to go back to take it all away and let's have the best fighters and let the fans and the promoters be the ones out there jabber John. But it just isn't working like that right now. All right. Jared, who is your second wild card? Um, we just said earlier that there's one uh, division that has two really elite guys fighting each other. I already got one in the draft. So my wild card, Casey wins that fight against Jan. Aljamain Sterling. Okay. I like like hedging your bets, aren't you? (laughs) Like I said, don't pick a winner there. Bro, you better hope that trilogy doesn't get split. (laughs) (laughs) I'll lose them both with a split, yo. Yeah, you're not wrong. But, uh... (laughs) Wait, let me guess. Cain Velasquez! Nope. Damn it. But... I uh, another wild card, not boxing, not UFC. A kangaroo, the Minnesota Golden Gophers heavyweight Gable Stevenson. This dude's gonna win the NCAA tournament and be the best fighter of the year. The fighter of the year. Minnesota Golden Gopher wrestling is the best for heavyweights. I uh, eat Brock Lesnar. All right. I got a question for you. Yo. And I hope you don't take any offense. How did we how did we miss that guy? Uh right. That's well, that's the that's the obvious question I'm not gonna ask is how did we miss out on this? Uh, Gable Stevenson? I, I've heard Go the name. 
I've heard the name. I guess my question is, is how in the name of, uh, when we say fighter of the year, who's picking it? You? What yeah. is, what is the, is that how this works? What is the qualifications for fighter of the year? How mean, is what, your, what is your you guy going A couple weeks ago, Joe. What is your guy going to win that's going to put him in the conversation for fighter of the year, do you think? See, I You're thought fighter to... of the year. When you, yeah. when you asked, I thought that would be the qualifications. The guy would win fighter Would be of able the year. to win fighter like, of we'll the have, year. We'll have a winner of this at the end of the year when they announce a fighter of the year and one of our guys is that. Right? Yeah. But so I mean, you're saying that he that guy, to... fighter of the year, is that Abel UFC Stevenson. or boxing he's going to do? He's going <laughs> to do wrestling, and he's going to go and do – he's going to win a national championship, win the pay. who's going to make him fighter of the year? It's my question. Hey. He might do all of the things you just said. In, in what capacity will he do that at a professional level and be a fighter of the year this year? Where do you see that happening is my question. Uh, I see that happening when we debate it in December of this year. I'm already going to vote against it, so there's no <laughs> way it's getting through. Okay. <laughs> I'm All already right, vetoing it. <laughs> Whatever. Watch out for Rico Verhoeven and Gable Stevenson, fighter of the year candidates. Not His nickname would be Down by the River. In a, down by the River. <laughs> Vanden Oh, I love you, Jared. <laughs> I cannot wait till December. Is there a trophy that I get for this? Or what do I get for it? I'm just curious. I think Figueredo's the no-brainer there. So uh I don't know how I, I got the right name on it. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, think like like Jace actually the one thing Jace said that was was really good today was uh when he said you think Figueredo's gonna win it twice in a row. That's the only that that's my one knock on Figueredo. Can he really top this? Can he top what he just did this year, next year, in 2021? Oh, yeah. uh, Unless he goes up to Bantamweight, no. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but but again, uh, he was way up here. I mean, Can he stay up here for whole of the year? Maybe, maybe he does. But I mean, the he chances has weight him, issues. The chances so, of him winning Fighter of the Year back to back years, I I didn't like the odds of that. Tough. They're Again, not realizing that 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 where it's Jace decides who the fighter of the year is. You <laughs> you remove that if you remove this year, though. You remove him getting fighter of the year. I took that out and just look at who I think the best. You know, he's the most likely guy to dominate next year from my my perspective. So that's by the way, Jace. If your prediction is he's fighter of the year in twenty twenty four, then uh, there might be that's something different. for your pick. Hey, I might I mean, even I might even get behind that pick. 2024, he'll be the fighter of the year. Why not? Hey, don't diss that you don't know Rico <laughs> Verhoeven. <laughs> watch Glory Kickboxing. Watch that man. I refuse to watch Glory Kickboxing. Okay. Well, that that's your your bad, not mine. No. Learn. Does it come good. out? Does it come out to the song? Honey, honey. Rico. <laughs> All right. All right. Before we end the show, Jared, do what you always do and hit Joe and I with that flurry. At this moment in our planet's history, our contact with one another as human beings is at an all-time low. And if you look at the statistics for depression, anxiety, and addiction, the need for our contact with one another is at an all-time high. During this time when we are in need of one another the most, we are wearing masks, standing six feet apart, and denied hugs and handshakes. I've theorized a metaphor for life wherein the ocean is the world, we are the stones, and the tide is the conflict in our life. The erosion process and softenings of the stones as the tide is sometimes calm and sometimes very choppy seems like a natural process, but I'm sure it doesn't always seem natural to the stones. Each a different size, shape, and color from any other, having all different kinds of impacts on all the other stones around it, just like itself, but none just like itself. As these constant interactions are smoothing out the rougher edges of all of the stones until... They break. 
the stone comes into contact with another stone that's so rigid and hits it so hard that it changes the dimension of the stone and makes parts of it rigid. With edges sharper than it ever had in the past, the stone loses a piece of itself and in turn inflicts damage on all the stones around it. And then when we're doing it right, immediately following those kinds of collisions, the tide drags us back in and the stones closest to us absorb those sharpest edges and begin the painful healing process of making us smooth again. So during this time that we're all very obviously feeling the rapids, remember that the edges on a broken stone that's left outside of the ocean with no other stones to make contact with will have sharp edges that last forever and will always be broken. It is the conflict, the tide, and the close interactions with one another that allow this new stone to reach its full potential beauty. And our conflict, contact with one another during these difficult times that keep us running smoothly. It's more important now than ever before in our history to reach out to one another. Thanks, guys. HHW Show Podcast returns January 5th with a new season, Road to the Royal Rumble. Hector, Frank, Jason, Ovi will be on the set with the latest news and takeaways. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and you can listen wherever you listen to your favorite podcast app. Thank you very much for that, Jared. Thank you for that. Thank you, Hard Hitting Wrestling Show, for that lovely promo. Thank you all for listening and watching today. Thank you, Joe and Jared, for joining myself. Make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com to check out CMG Podcast Network. Throwing Jabs is proudly part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network family. Make sure you check out a bunch of other podcasts, 30 different ones. So make sure you go to clovercrestmedia.com to check it out. Also, make sure you subscribe to Clovercrest Media Group on Twitch. Where later tonight, I believe all three of us will be there. We'll be playing Among Us. We got a great lobby. Should be fun. Make sure you tune in tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. And we hope to see you next time. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event.